0: Hello there, this is Rachel Henker and welcome to the Living Fearlessly podcast. Hello, today I'm excited to have David Key on the podcast with me. So David has a a very varied and eclectic mix of experience. So, I was trying to think how to introduce you, David, and, um, and I will do so. But welcome and thank you for joining me today.
1: You're welcome. It's nice (laughs) to be here. It is.
0: Yeah. Really excited to have you. So, David is the author of a new book, uh, a three principles based book called Joyride. And um, one of the reasons I wanted to have David on the podcast was because I kept noticing in Amazon that our books, Living Fearlessly and Joyride, were often purchased together. So, I thought this is a perfect compliment for for readers, you know, for listeners to the podcast um, to find out more about David's book and and his work. Um, So David has uh, so much experience, years and years of experience in training, coaching and uh, NLP background. So I'm really fascinated to have a conversation today with you, David, about what's changed for you as you've started to shift into sharing from a principles approach, which is Um, for for listeners that are new to the podcast that's what living fearlessly is based on the the principles and and David and I both work from from these wonderful principles so we're just going to have a chat today about about what's kind of um going on for you so David do you want do you want to tell us a little bit about your book um to kick off because I was just reading it and I I love it
1: starting off with a promo how cool is that (laughs) (laughs) hey you know we spoke a few years ago, right, um, about creating our own books. I remember that conversation. Yeah, me too. But previous to that conversation I had with you, I'd had the idea of bringing out a book about 10 years ago. And I wanted to create a book. It was based around my work at the time, which was NLP, and it was around sales because prior to getting into personal development, that's where I spent most of my time, working in the IT industry. hmm I ended up working for uh, the former m d of Apple computers in sales, so I really felt that um, the title Stop Selling now: Come to Your Senses was the book that <laughs> I got around thirty thousand words, and there was something that just didn't feel right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: really didn't. And then I came across the principles a few years later, which you know I'm happy to share how I came across that and the defining moment but up to that point I had the idea of a book but it never got out there into the world and then came across the principles and one day I was sitting uh, in the living room I think just staring at some nonsense on the TV and it just sort of came into my head instantly it was just one thought and it was the whole structure of the book and I thought wow I really really want to um, share what I've seen with the principles and how The journey of transitioning from NLP model-based interventions and teachings to something that's so simple. Yeah! Wow! I wanted to get that message across, and it sort of popped into my mind based on a a a road trip that I did back in the early nineteen nineties. It was probably one of the most beautiful holidays uh, that I'd ever had, and that memory has stuck with me for years. And I went on holiday with Anne and my wife, to um, Miami we mm-hmm. to Miami and then picked up a Mustang, and <laughs> Mustang put the roof down and, head, and headed south on Route 1, all the way down to Key West via all the different keys. So, Key Largo, um, to Marathon, to Isla Mirada, to buy Honda, all the way down to Key West, which is the southernmost point of the United States. To see the sunset come up at, in Mallory Square one evening—that was the goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we did that. We had that trip, and it was awesome. And mm-hmm. it was—it was something that I that came into my mind when I was sitting there staring aimlessly at the TV. That I wanted to uh, create a metaphor, metaphorical road trip, um, using anecdotes, metaphors, and stories for each chapter, each step of the way um of the journey um that points people in the direction of what I've seen with regard to the principles
0: yeah that's lovely and I have to say um that that kind of book isn't the kind of book I usually pick up because I just am a kind of I don't know I, I tend to either read fiction or yeah. I read you know self-help type or how-to type books um yeah. And I, I usually don't have a lot of patience for that kind of metaphorical type book. But I've got to say, I started reading and I loved it. It, was, it, it wasn't artificial no. in any way. Like I find a lot of books like that, they, they're, kind of, they're so focused on, on the structure being that metaphorical process or journey that no. you sometimes can, you're out of your trance of reading it. it it's, yeah. it's kind of difficult. Or oh, that's how I found it. But yours was just such an easy read. I, I absolutely loved it. And um, I highly recommend it. It's, it's oh, fantastic.
1: Really? Oh, that's, that's so lovely to hear. I'm, I've just seen my wife come in. So I'm going to go back into the office. I know we're just doing the recording. <laughs> okay, <so>. no worries. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you listening to the recording, you'll probably hear my wife speak to the cat. <laughs> so I'm just going to shut the door. Um, hold on a second and go off into the kids' playroom. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I know, because I'm looking up at my bookshelf now, and I can see there's a number of books, um, metaphors. that I mean, see, I, I quite like those sort of stories. I like getting lost in a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess also part of the work that I do uh, previously, what I did previously in terms of teaching hypnosis uh, up to trainer level, um, spent most of my personal development teaching years just conversing in metaphor
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no i get it i mean i you know i i get the power of metaphor and i i use it i draw on that a lot in the work i do now
1: um maybe something different about the book joyride could possibly be what was coming to me is that it was a true it's a true story pretty much. I mean, maybe some of the metaphors and anecdotes have elaborated. Yeah. I've, I've effectively taken and, and um, sort of uh, weaved into the story that maybe is somebody else's metaphors that have, I've heard along the way on this journey. Yeah. But it was a real road trip. I mean, yeah. those stories actually happened, you know, yeah. like yeah. golf one day, trying to, uh, uh, one day I, I went out on a, it was a Saturday. And I remember thinking, right, I'm going to hire some clubs and go and have a round of golf. Um, I really wanted to play a golf course in Florida. So I went to this course, got to the sixth hole, and the the lake that was in front of me was huge. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the biggest lake I'd ever seen. And I thought, <laughs> how on earth am I going to get the ball from the tee onto the fairway the other side of the lake? It looked like it was about 300 metres. Yeah. To the other side, and I can only hit the ball about 100 and... Or well, maybe 200 yards at a push. <laughs> so I was like, this is that. So I hit about three balls, like taking the, the, the most mighty driver out of my bag and, and whacking that ball straight down the middle. And it didn't even make halfway across the lake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I lost three or four balls into the lake until I looked down to my left and I saw the sign pointing an arrow in the opposite direction. I was actually hitting it the wrong way. I should, I, so I had to <laughs> turn around and face the other direction and then I was like oh there's the green oops I'm so glad there was no one there watching <laughs> literally teeing off into like for no reason yeah so I use there's an example of a metaphor to say that human beings are looking in yeah in the direction that perhaps uh, whatever the challenges is they face in their world if they would just turn around and look in a different direction they might find what they're looking for right
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: so it's, that's a real life golf story, but as a metaphor to, you know. A yeah. Analogy,
0: yeah. And what, what comes up for me there is in Living Fearlessly, I do say, I'll try it like, read this book like fiction, if you can. Don't try and do anything. Don't try and make anything happen. And, I, and I, there was something similar that I think you said in in your yeah. book too. Right um,
1: at the beginning, I talk about saying, you know, read it like you'd, um, if you could switch your intellect on and you might just hear something, but on a different level at a deeper level i mean i talk about the unconscious mind but we're talking about something that's innate that's our
0: yeah spirit yeah yeah Yeah. that's lovely Lovely. uh,
1: yeah i say don't don't listen yeah listen to it like you're listening to the radio
0: yeah yeah and and the thing that was tricky for me in in getting this understanding was and I think for many of us, and I'm one of these personal development 30 year people yeah. as well, where I, you know, I've studied everything and, and read, well, not everything, but I've read a lot and I've worked on myself
1: yeah. so
0: hard for so long that when you get into, into this understanding, you start to see it and people are telling you, you know, one of the big things I, ha- I say in my work a lot is let it be easy. And it's so hard to let it be easy. <laughs> when you're used to to trying to make it happen and trying to yeah. to like you say work from your intellect isn't it so like how has that influenced your your work David that that big shift from all of the the models and having people work on themselves and,
1: and well you know I think I think uh, us seekers
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know whether we're trainers of NLP or hypnosis or some other modality
0: yeah
1: for the world of personal development um I think, you know, we're probably the most difficult people to help when it comes to the principles understanding because we have a lot to unlearn. Agreed. Right? So how was it for me? It was a challenge at first. I spent, I mean, if I sort of rewind to how I came across the principles, um, I went through a personal challenge in my own relationship, uh, my marriage, and it was heading over a cliff and uh, someone introduced me to a book written by one of uh, a principal's teacher and uh, on relationships and i read the book and didn't mean anything to me didn't get anything from it i didn't realize how busy my mind was at the time and how i was stuck in my intellect but hey ho Uh, then someone passed me a book by a guy called michael neal who we both know became Mm. friends with michael like yourself and um Again, unfortunately, sorry, Michael, but didn't fool <laughs> me either, right? Then I read a book by Jamie Smart. I was like, no, that didn't do anything. It's like, really? What's it on raving about? <laughs> That's not where it's at. You need to control your thoughts. You need to manage your thoughts and you need to do this with your thinking. And you need to be in a peak state all the time, you know, working on yourself. Yeah. So I didn't hear anything and, and things still weren't working out. And then someone, um, suggested i looked at some videos online there was a course which i purchased and uh on relationships with regard to the principles and i was watching it with my wife and she changed in front of my eyes
0: wow
1: now she's not in the world of personal development Mm -hmm. so she saw something and she changed And then I suddenly had a bit of hope, but I hadn't seen anything. So I was a bit frustrated. I was rewinding the video, looking for the model and the technique. (laughs) What happened? You can't just speak to somebody and they just suddenly get over (laughs) their shit. You know, it's like, how the hell does that happen? You know, my thin slice of expertise was knowing how to find out that stuff. So, So I was looking for the invisible that I would never find on the videos. Long story short, one day, I was really cross with Anna, my wife, and then I saw she wasn't even in the house. (laughs) (laughs) I drifted off into one of those thought-created experiences of being pissed off, for want of a better word, and um, I saw, oh, I'm doing this. I'm becoming self-absorbed in my story. Or Mm -hmm. this judgment or this thought. Mm -hmm. And the feeling I'm getting from it is really unpleasant and I don't like it. Mm. And I saw that there was nothing for me to do in the moment apart from just be the observer of that thought. And it just sort of almost like, well, it's, yeah, I'm just thinking of a fresh metaphor, but it was just like, sometimes, you know, when you look in the light, bright light and then you close your eyes and you see the little red dot in your you know with your eyes close you see the, the light and then it sort of floats across your
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then just disappears where you get blinded by the light
0: yeah
1: um well that thought was like that it was almost like i watched it mm-hmm. float across yeah and disappear and then the feeling went and i was like i gotta learn about this more that was a mini defining moment and then I was fortunate that I went um, as far, far up the, the chain as I could, and I found out some of the people we've mentioned already on the, who've written books, who their mentors were, and I went there. Mm-hmm. And I was so lucky that Dr. Pransky, George Pransky, yeah. um, called me out in a professional training some four years ago, five years ago, and had a coaching session with me and I had a a, an experience that can't be described apart from I felt different instantly and it just keeps getting better. Mm -hmm. George at the end of that said he'd like to mentor me and I ended up living with him and Linda and hanging out with Barb Patterson um, and many of the other principals teachers are my mentors now. Yeah. So um so, so that was my grounding piece.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So to answer your question all the way back, it wasn't easy. <laughs> I, uh, I remember many occasions sitting down, you know, as an apprentice, learning and understanding the, the, the whole piece with regard to how to have a coaching conversation, yeah. the principles, but there was so much I hadn't seen. And all I remember... I remember a couple of things. One of them was going up to Linda Pransky and saying, What's this feeling everyone keeps? Talking about? <laughs> Seriously, what's <was> this feeling? <laughs> I think I was asking that one for about a year, even though I'd experienced it. Yeah. I had identified. Yeah. Oh, that's the feeling I had. Yeah.
0: And yeah.
1: Mercy. yeah. That's,
0: that's really cool because for me, it's the opposite of that. It's, right. I kept having that feeling and knowing i was having it yeah. and looking for it
1: ah I see
0: it it's, it was amazing it was like this blissful feeling and i knew that i was missing something so i was always seeking how to be in the feeling all the time but it became like a, a almost like a an obsession with flow and happiness and you know mm-hmm. more of the oh if i work on myself more i'll mm-hmm. be in that all the time so i was really actively seeking the feeling <laughs>
1: Oh, I just wanted to know what it was, so when it visited me, I could go, "Oh, there's an insight. don't need to work it out." Yeah so uh, so yeah, so it was a really wonderful experience, but again, many uh, challenging because of my intellect and how busy my mind was, that I got to the end of my apprentice, and effectively uh, I sat down with Dr. Pransky, and he said to me, he said, "You know you're thirty five percent improved since you started." So if you come in as a coach, or as a people helper, you're 35% improved, that's really good. If I was your tennis coach, he said, he used this metaphor, he says, if I was your tennis coach, I'd say, everything about your game's great, apart from one area. And then because of that one area, you're never gonna win Wimbledon. Mm. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was an ouch. (laughs) So I said, you know, so so so, what is the, what's the problem? And he went, well, it's your toss. It's it's no good, which translated into your ability to listen. He said you're not very good at listening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, but I listen to everything that comes out of your mouth, George. <laughs> I sit on the edge of my seat, paying attention to everything. He said, yeah, I know that's the problem, and I just didn't get it. And then he shared a metaphor with me. Um, It's no point in me sharing it, but he shared a metaphor with me that hit me right between the eyes. And I knew in that that moment what he meant by listening, and then I heard. So it just kept getting deeper and deeper, richer, the feeling. And then I said, I said, I feel amazing. And he's like, well, that's small potatoes in terms of how you could be feeling. I'm like, what, seriously? Does it just keep getting better? Mm So the learning curve was instantly steep. Um, so
0: hang on, hang on, and um, David, one second, because yeah. I know people are listening and they're going, "What?" Forget the people
1: listening. Just tell
0: us. It's like it's difficult to explain. This is such a simple understanding that has t- that is so difficult in words sometimes to translate. Yeah. So I know you can't. You can't translates your insight for someone listening because we have to experience our own insights. Yes. But just tell us a little bit more about what you mean um, about the listening. Like you were listening, you're on the edge of your seat, you're hearing every word. Yeah. So, so what do you mean that you then sort of, something well, it, well, that you were listening?
1: Well then he shared a metaphor. He said, you know, he said, so this is how heartfelt and how dedicated the Pranskys are to their work. Mm-hmm. He said, you could, you, it's good, you're good to go, you can go, but if you want to play in the, you know, if you want to win Wimbledon, basically, play, a, play at the top of your game as a coach, then the weakness in my game was my ability to listen to the innate intelligence that's guiding us when we're having a coaching conversation, as opposed to
0: ah, in my
1: head, okay. trying to work out what I need to say next. All right. So there's listening to the old stuff in your head, the what you did in the last coaching session, how you how you helped that person and then calling upon something that's quite old, even oh. if it was yesterday, as opposed to having nothing on your mind and being in a feeling that something informs you. Yeah. To say that can hit the client between the eyes and you could never have preplanned that. It's the intelligence of all things that's informing you. So George shared a metaphor. He looked at me and he said, look, I'll help you get to the top of your game, but you need to come back. So it was the best remedial class that I'd ever, you know, it was like detention, come back Mm -hmm. for another week, and then I'll teach you how to listen. But then he shared the metaphor, and the metaphor you've probably heard before, but I'm going to share it because there may be some listeners that haven't. Mm -hmm. So he said, I can see you're really frustrated. And I was. I was really bummed out. Because I'd just been informed that, you know, I'd improve, but not, I'm never going to win Wimbledon, you know. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm quite a sort of competitive sort of chap. So <laughs> as you probably gathered. So I, really, I, I was really put out. But then he made the offer, he'll help me sort that part of my game out. And the metaphor he said, I can see you're frustrated. My kids, my grandkids, I took them to Butterfly World last week. And they were really frustrated because they were running after butterflies. Mm-hmm. They were trying to catch them with their net. And after about an hour, they hadn't caught any. So they came running back to him I said, Grandpa, can we go? I said, What do you say, George? And I said, Well, I said, Yeah, of course we can go. I can see you're frustrated. Or I could teach you how to catch butterflies. And the kids said, Show us how to catch butterflies, Grandpa. Mm-hmm. I said, What do you do, George? He went, Well, I just went back in. And I stood there with my hands and arms open, and I said to the kids, shh, wait. And then a butterfly landed on my hand, and in that moment, I had an insight. Yeah. I won't share what the insight was, but I saw in the moment what listening was, and everything changed from there, and then it just keeps getting better.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad I asked that because I wasn't quite sure what you were pointing to. And I know that many listeners who yeah. are new to this understanding would be wondering. So that, that was, that's the, that's the difference between listening to what someone else is saying yeah. or being quiet enough to hear your own insights um, when, they, when they land and your own wisdom guiding you. Yeah. And that's what we both point to in our books.
1: Yeah, and it's there all the time available to anybody in a nanosecond.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. If we can just get out of our own way with all that unnecessary, crazy thinking that human beings do innocently, not on purpose, but if they can see through the noise of their thinking that that's the only um, thing they need to realise in order to have a better experience of life. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we are. Wonderful. So how, how, so how's that translated now? now that, so I transitioned. I, fi- I finished in January, uh, my last ever
0: mm-hmm. old school training. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Well, people had signed up a couple of years ago, so I had to honor that. Yeah. But what was beautiful is I, uh, on w- one half of the <clears> time, I said, look, I don't really want to teach you this stuff. Even though you signed up to do it, <laughs> I thought that's not going to go down well. Like, they paid thousands to be on the program.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I said and and I said, but here's the alternative: I can teach you the old stuff that I don't use anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can and I, can, and, I and, and I can ruin my business right this moment um, by not giving you what what you think you're going to get. So if one person in the room wants me to what they paid for then I'm going to teach the whole group because I think that would be respectful Mm
0: -hmm. but I don't want to do it Mm -hmm.
1: I want to teach you this new understanding that I teach with my private clients
0: yeah
1: hands up if you want me to teach you the stuff that you've paid for not one person put their hand up wow how cool is that Yeah. so I'd actually had transitioned sort of slightly before yeah but um but what's really interesting is I ran an event on Saturday and it was um it was my it was double my usual crowd the number of people that showed up just teaching principles Mm -hmm. there but I wasn't even teaching the principles we were just having a conversation and I was blown away that I had a little bit of anxiety and I knew it was just insecurity about doing something that's unplanned. Mm-hmm. Sitting in front of the room, no flip chart. Well, there was a flip chart, but nothing on it. <laughs> and going, I have no agenda to a group that's double what my usual crowd. And I was sitting there going, This is going to be interesting. Yeah. I have to get out of that, my thinking and see what shows up it was probably the most powerful training experience I've ever had the pleasure of facilitating yeah the transformations in the room were awesome Mm -hmm. and the the feedback has been wow and that's not I'm not sharing that to sing my own praises just Mm -hmm. to say that the power of this understanding um seeps through seeped into every single person in that room without exception I know that. Yeah. People who were going, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> at the end of it, going, Oh, I feel amazing. Yeah. And all that happened was their thoughts fell away. Mm. There was nothing to do. It was so easy. Oh, my. I wish I'd not known this 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, me too. 30 years ago. <laughs> I mean, we weren't ready to hear 30 years ago, right? So everybody who's listening to it <clears> right now is here and they are in the right place listening to this audio, this is the mo- this is the place they're supposed to be, listening to this right now. Yeah, yeah. Because they wouldn't be listening if they weren't looking for something. Yeah. Like we were. Yeah. So what's beautiful about this understanding in comparison to the old, it was continually adding new skills
0: mm-hmm. the old way. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Done with hypnosis, master trainer, with Dr. Tad James. or so- <laughs> The highest it could be. Oh, I've trained with Clay Madonnas and oh, strategic The highest it could be. Oh, NLP train Yeah. Oh, what's next? Oh, I'll do EFT and then
0: yeah.
1: EFT, advanced algorithm, and then train with Frank Farrelly and provocative therapy. And then mm. oh, I'll do this person's. Go- and it was a continual adding. Whereas teaching the principles, it's just.
0: they back.
1: Yeah. It's. Why would anyone want to do anything else? But I guess that's the journey we go through, right? While we're looking. But what's beautiful about this understanding is the seeking stops here. Mm. It's like, oh, I don't need to learn anything. I don't need to add extra thoughts into my mind about how to help people. This is it. There There isn't a requirement for anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, as I like to say in my work, we're already fully equipped to be yeah.
1: fearless. Absolutely. Or even you know to we're just we're fully equipped to yeah, fearless. I guess I'm listening, thinking fearless. What do you mean fear? Because I had a little fear on Saturday, but it was all right. Yeah. People go, well, you're a little bit fearful. You're a master trader. You shouldn't be fearful. I'm like. Yeah, but I'm a human being and, and I really wanted it to go well. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a lot of thinking about it not going well. Yeah. I was scaring myself, but it was okay. Because yeah. it only lasted a few seconds.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's our relationship with fear changes yeah. completely, doesn't it? We don't have to, have to be combating it and,
1: yeah.
0: and fighting it, which is so beautiful. Um, well,
1: combating and fighting it just exacerbates and amplifies the feeling. Yeah. My own personal experience, I remember going on holiday um, about two years ago and Claudia, my daughter, she had a fit at the... Uh, oh, I
0: remember that.
1: Yeah, I was putting it on Facebook. She freaked out. Uh, well, she did freak out. She passed out. Yeah, yeah. With a bit of a tiny little fit. Um, it, it, and we rushed her off to hospital and everything sort of worked out. She, got to, she was dehydrated first time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, she'd had something and she passed out for a second at the table and then was awake and a bit disorientated. And the, the Croatian and uh, health service were amazing, sorted everything out. And then we got home and then I posted on Facebook and that's when I started to feel the anxiety. So up until that moment, my realization was this, mind had had our back and everything was great.
0: Mm-hmm. Until
1: after the experience and when we started thinking about what happened in the past, like
0: yeah.
1: earlier in the day, and we started going, oh my God, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So I, I saw in the moment, wow, we, we do that to ourselves. We we just go over something that works out all right and create a what-if scenario. And then yeah. all, it's like really interesting. But then what was happening next? My consciousness dropped. I was in a low mood, feeling mm-hmm. really grumpy for the next day, the next morning. And I, everything had worked out fine. I couldn't understand why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was pacing up and down the beach trying to get out of this feeling trying to work out what was going on Mm. this went on for three days and then the afternoon of the third day my daughter said can we have a slush puppy they wanted like a blueberry
0: oh gosh yes
1: so i said okay i'll go and get them still in the grunt trying to get out of it and i got the slush puppy started walking back to the beach i took a sip and i was like blimey Brain freeze, nearly, you know. And I took I took the sip of the slush, and then instantly I saw, oh, the feeling's gone, because I stopped trying to get out of the feeling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was like for two days I've been trying to work it out. Why am I grumpy? What thoughts mm-hmm. making me feel this way? Why Why am I feeling happy right now? Mm-hmm. Holiday, and I didn't see that that chatter and that effort trying to feel better yeah what was causing me to feel worse
0: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely so so for listeners because we'll we'll wrap up now um that's been that's been wonderful david you shared so much amazing stuff there what i'd say for listeners is don't try and intellectually understand this conversation we just had (laughs) just kind of see what comes through for you right in the way that david's talking about
1: Yeah. You'll see it for yourself and when you do, you've caught on. It just takes one little glimpse, one moment where you go, oh, yeah, I am thinking about this and it is causing this feeling and then you drop it. And then the next time that happens, if you remember, you've almost like inoculated yourself from that bad experience in the future. Yeah, yeah.
0: What a uh, a lovely way to wrap up. So, David, where can listeners find out more about your wonderful work?
1: They just go to David Key, Katie Wires in Dorkey. Yeah. Florida Key. <laughs> <laughs> and um it's all there. There's
0: um com, is it?
1: Davidkey.com, yeah. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I know you're you're off on um yeah, on I'm a trip, just, aren't you?
1: Well I'm actually doing the road trip that's in Joyride. I'm flying out and we're going down to Miami and then gonna go all the way down to the Keys. Um, not in a Mustang because we won't all fit in one, so but uh, yeah, really looking forward to it for the Easter break. So, uh, can't wait to, to uh, maybe see some feedback from people and what they heard. Maybe there's something useful in there for them. Yeah, but it's been awesome. fun hanging out with you,
0: lovely. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you so much, everybody, and I'll speak to you again soon listening to the Living Fearlessly podcast. To begin your own Living Fearlessly journey, download your free Living Fearlessly kit at www.livingfearlessly.co.uk forward slash gift.